Hi, my name is Kara Young, and today I will be discussing traditional and modern methods of ceramics. The word ceramics comes from the term keramos, which was used by the Greeks and later changed to ceramics. Many clay vessels and objects have been found dating from the Neolithic period over 10,000 years ago. This is evidence that ceramics are so sturdy and durable that they can last thousands of years. People of ancient cultures discovered that, when soft, it can be molded into various shapes and can be hardened irreversibly when heated by fire. Not long after clay was first introduced, people began to make it stronger and less permeable to fluids by burning or firing the clay. Not long after, they started using the clay to create structural products. This included items like brick and tiles. They also added fibers like straw to the clay in order to make it stronger. Soon, they began to use clay in artistic ways. This achieved a high degree of sophistication, especially in China, the Middle East, and in the Americas. In China, ceramics found are nearly 8,000 years old. This is the earliest evidence for art in ancient China. These ceramics consisted of crude cord-marked pottery and artifacts decorated with geometric designs found in the Mesolithic sites in the northern China and in the Guangdong Guangxi regions. This method was soon replaced by the official ware known as Ru. This was based on the late northern song. This is the rarest, most highly prized of all Chinese ceramics. Rue ceramics has a very distinct appearance to it. Rue is a low-fired and has a soft, milky glaze of pale blue or a grayish green with a hair-thin crackle. The Chinese began experimenting with different colored underglazes, including cobalt blue. The earliest evidence of cobalt blue underglaze was the late 8th or 9th century. This was not until the Yan dynasty that underglaze blue decoration began to rise in popularity. Although many of the methods used today are derived from traditional ceramic methods, there have been many advances in modern methods. Some of these advances have been to methods including slip casting, pressing, and extrusion. In modern ceramic classes, they have learned to use newer methods like throwing pottery, slab rolling, using hump molds, or coiling. Other advances in ceramics include mass-producing ceramics. One way to do this is by using plaster molds. You would make a mold and then pour the plaster into the mold to make multiple identical items. Ceramics are even being made by 3D printers in California. Modern materials have been applied to the traditional clay, making it tougher and electrically conductive. Ceramics have also been applied in other fields. This is called advanced ceramics. Advanced ceramics can be used in different fields like medicine, aerospace, automotive, environmental protection, military defense, and fiber optic communication. Advanced ceramics are even being applied to sporting goods. Some examples of this are golf clubs, putters and woods, tennis rackets, bowling balls, mountain bike frames, portable water filters for backpackers, and spikes on golf shoes. Injection molding is also starting to make its way to advanced ceramics. 
They are also using methods like extrusion, pressing, and slip casting. I went I met with Miss Jones, the ceramic teacher at Douglas South Hall Freeman, to discuss the methods used in her classroom for ceramics one and two classes. We only do hand building. So we do um, coil building, um, pinch pots, hand molding, just using our hands to, um, to sculpt things, um, slab building. You're ready for um, And those are the main building types that we do. And then in, um, in ceramics 2, we get to do um, the other method, which is throwing on the wheel. Um, but, I don't know if this is one of your questions or not, but the most common method of building with clay in the entire world is slip casting. So every toilet or ceramic sink that you come across, or dishes that are ceramics, are all slip cast. And so it's very, very commonly used. And that's where you have a plaster mold and you pour liquid clay into that plaster mold and let the, the plaster absorb some of it. And then you can take the mold apart and then you have a perfectly made piece every single time. Um, but we don't do that in our class because ours is a, an artistic class all about making unique pieces. Um, so, there are some methods of building with clay that are brand new, which is really interesting, which is 3D printing with clay, and that is new within the last decade. Um, and there hadn't been any new ways of working with clay since, um, like, like, 1400s or so, when they invented throwing on the wheel. So, the hand-built methods came first, and then, um, I think the wheel's been around for longer than what I'm saying, so I don't remember the date exactly. Um, but, but, building with clay is one of the oldest art forms, and it's the way that we know about history almost more than any other art form. Um, metalworking and ceramics is the way that we know about ancient history um, so much more, because um, things made in wood rotted, things made in paper rotted, um, so we're really lucky that we have some old ceramics, and a lot of it comes from broken ceramics that have been thrown away, so that's how we learn a lot about history. Hands are our most important tool, um, but we use needle tools a lot that have like a sharp end to poke things um, and to score. We use our loop tools or our ribbon tools to remove clay. We use potter's ribs and boxwood tools to smooth. We have like a hundreds of tools that can be used for ceramics. So many things that you can come up with to use. Um, we are very lucky in our classroom to have some really nice potter's wheels. Um, many schools don't have that. So we have, uh, we have three very, very nice potter's wheels, and then we have two ancient potter's wheels that work just fine. And I think they've been here since almost the beginning of Freeman High School. So they're very... I think we do a mixture. We like to try different things. So anytime I see something new that is... Um, that's like financially doable in our classroom, I try to do it. There's some things that are too expensive to do on a large scale with a lot of students. Um, sometimes I'll have my upper level students, like a smaller group of students, try out things that are, um, like I've got some kids that have tried some of the things that they see on Instagram. A lot of my kids will start following potters on Instagram and see some of the methods, um, the new cool methods that they have, um, that they've come up with. Um, 
But like our um, using the alcohol inks this year, um, that's a a relatively new material to use on clay, and we figured out a way to do it on a large scale, and that's kind of an I, I had never done that before. So, um, but we've never three D printed in clay because it's such a brand new thing that very few potters have three D printers in clay. But maybe one day, um, and we're always looking for something new. But it's kind of what I like about ceramics. It's like it's always evolving and never kind of gets old, even though it's extremely ancient. Um, what else? There's a reason why they... I'd say that's probably the most common place that you see it. I think that they use it in... What's that sport in England with the little bat, the little pow? What's that called? Cricket? I think they use it on cricket yeah, fields. Yeah. And I think they use it in um, tennis. Um, the reason why they use it in, at least for tennis, is that... Um, it absorbs water, um, and it gives friction for them to, like, bounce around on, but it's, like, hard enough that the mm -hmm. ball will bounce, so, um, I think that's the reason they use it in that. I don't think they use it, uh, you wouldn't want to use it in baseball because you wouldn't want to fall, like, slide on yeah. that. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very versatile, um, I I think I make the kids laugh a little bit because the, all of the broken pieces that we, you know, somebody, people break things all the time, and I don't let them throw it away because I take it home and um, crunch it up and put it in my garden <laughs> because it makes like a good border, like it's very much okay. like any mm -hmm. other kind of rock once we crunch it all up. So um, it can't really be recycled in any other way, like it never. That's why we still have so many pieces from the past is because it doesn't mm -hmm. break down very easily. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about that. So as far as what you see in museums, you may not think ceramics has changed very much. But if you dig much deeper, ceramics has made huge advances in their methods and in appearance. Ceramics is much more than just art. It can be used for so many different ways, as demonstrated in this podcast.